0: It's like being at Blooming Oxford United.
1: (laughs) Do you think you could protect the planet? Just you. And uh, if you're worried about the big issues that we all...
0: Yeah, we like to introduce variety to this podcast, so that's why I'm introducing this episode of the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. My name is William Manklow. You probably know that already if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, but I will quickly say what I am and who I am and what I do and all that sort of jazz. Um, I'm a photographer. Um, one thing I've been doing recently... Uh, I've been playing around or having a really well, playing around is probably not the best way of describing this uh, but I've been um, taking baby steps with drone photography um, I was lent a, a very kindly lent a drone recently by one of our listeners by one of our listeners and uh, I've, I've done some very very rudimentary up and down and that's it nothing more and and also with the drone as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, Stuart's dropped his pen, so I need to fill in for a bit before he, he can get down yep, to go on. Who are you? introducing who he who is. Who are you? Who are you? So now, now, you pick, now you've picked <laughs> up your pen. It's like being at Blooming Oxford United. Uh, who are you and what do you do?
1: Yeah, I, I'm Stuart the wild Man, but I'm the sensible one. And uh, if you're worried about the big issues that we, we all... <laughs> If you're worried about all the big issues we face, uh, we're here to work through them with you. And we get listener questions coming in, and uh, we don't debate them. Uh, we conversate around them. And uh, the conversation today is going to be focused around a listener question who wants to know how we can all protect the planet. Do you think you could protect the planet, just you? Uh, so I'm Stuart the Wild Man, man. my job is getting people out into nature, making it part of daily life, in the hope that they all want to protect it. And uh, we recently gave a talk to our public down in Wiltshire, William. Yes, uh, Polshot, uh, yeah.
0: which is just outside of the town of Devizes yeah. in, in um, Wiltshire. Uh, when, you, when we first heard about this and you told me that, oh, we've got potential talk in Devizes, for some reason I thought Devizes was in Kent. I don't yeah. know why. It, felt, it feels like a Kent name, but it's, yeah. it was uh, Polshot just outside of Wiltshire, um, Really nice part of the world as well.
1: Yeah, every town is a stunner. Yeah, and, yeah, you, and when you drive through from the M4, you, you, the landscape is just stunning, isn't it? Yeah, it's
0: it's, it's the sort of the edge of Salisbury Plain. Um, there's some absolutely amazing chips you can buy, a little
1: bit of devices, especially about 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, after. When you've driven the wrong way up a dual carriageway? Yeah, when you, you if you tires? drive up
0: the wrong way up a, up a dual carriageway slightly, um, that's the you know that's the best time to get the chips i think yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it just numbs the pain a bit <laughs> who needs airbags okay so that that was a good uh, trip down there and uh, we're going to get on with the question we're going to try and come up with uh, maybe some actions but let, let's see the question is from eddie in dover in Kent, southern England, where the White Cliffs are, William. And
0: the closest to, um, the closest, one of the closest parts to France. Yeah, 26 uh, miles or so, 21 miles. Yeah, something like that. And Just to clear up a bit of com- confusion, I think some people, have, some people confuse the White Cliffs of Dover with the Seven Sisters, but because yeah. the Seven Sisters are very, they're much whiter. Because yeah. the, the White Cliffs of Dover are not that white, not as, they have a bit of green in them, quite a bit of green in them,
1: yeah. whereas
0: the Seven Sisters are much further west. One Mm. is what
1: people picture, isn't it? Yeah, it was
0: what you picture. They're very different things. Uh, Both very, very beautiful pieces of parts of the country. If you've never been to either of them, I definitely suggest, but be very careful with Beachy Head.
1: Yeah, exactly. But we're going to break down this huge question we presented with into bite sized chunks so we can all digest it and keep it in our consciousness. The question is from Eddie. It is. In uh, Dover. And it's very simple How do we protect the planet? William, you said before we started recording, you've got something to say on this. Well, straight off the bat. I hope so, it's a podcast. Well, yeah, it would be a bit weird if
0: I just sat here and it would be like... My podcast? No, no, it's not your podcast. You are the podcast. Oh (laughs) yeah. That's a really different thing. Yeah, yeah, so how do we protect the planet? My my initial reaction to that is the fact that we're... The planet planet itself does not need protecting. The planet itself has been through so much harder things. I mean, you think about the reversal of the poles. um, It's been hit by... Countless amounts of, of of asteroids of of varying sizes.
1: Tell me about reversal of the poles. What's that about?
0: It's the the the, the, um, uh, the magnetic. Yeah, I, you're really going to push me now, aren't you? Let me think. Does it happen overnight? No, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a, it's a geological process. Yeah. So the magnetic the magnetic poles will, become, will have reversed. Okay. So north and south north have become south and south become north, yeah. so because because our magnetic field comes from the fact that we've got in the side of the, inside of the planet we're stood on right now is a great big ball of iron that's that's rotating, it's like a huge magnet almost. Yeah. Um, so the planet itself doesn't. I've I've often thought you know that the, a lot a lot of the, the a lot of the conversations a lot of the, the the language that's used around environmentalism is we need to save the planet. Well, actually, really what we're saying is we need to save ourselves. We need to we we, we want we need to save the life on this planet. You know that that's what we're talking about Mm. not the planet itself the planet is absolutely fine it would take a lot to actually really yeah like i said this planet's been through a lot of things in the past yeah
1: so my my initial thoughts on this is the covid situation it it gave us what i hope is a more of a global view and um uh, and that's what we need to, to to solve or take steps to solving um the ecological and climate challenges we face Am I uh, dreaming? Uh, uh, has COVID made us think of other people more, or is that just an illusion?
0: You can only say it from your own point
1: of view, can't you? Yeah. So well, Since you, COVID, I'm thinking of other people less, because I'm in my own little cave more.
0: But, so where did that question come from then? Where, where did it come from in yourself?
1: Well, it's just uh, when no, I, so, I see I f- on telly. I when, feel like I'm psychoanalyzing yeah. you. But <laughs> well, no, when, uh, when I uh, see the telly, they say, oh, well, we have more of a global view now. Is, is that real or is that just media hype?
0: Well, it, it, sounds, it sounds nice. Yeah. It does sound nice. I think there's more stress because of COVID. I've
1: said before, we're all in the same boat with COVID and we're all in the same boat environmentally do we do we truly see the that are a very similar thing going on there? Mm. It's, this
0: is a harder question than I anticipated. Yeah. Really harder question than I anticipated.
1: Because this is we're talking about we're talking about communities a lot in this podcast and we've got some questions coming up about how effective our communities at solving the ecological and climate crisis. Yes. But there's a sense of global community now. You know, even though we the UK has been through Brexit, we've had the COVID, we've got the Ukraine war. Is there a is there a global community growing out of all that? Well, do you think do you
0: think that I mean the lead, the leaders have been saying about the, the conflict in Ukraine? Well, let's call it what it actually is the um, invasion, the Russian yeah. invasion of Ukraine. It's not a flipping conflict in Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, it's an, an invasion. Um, that that I think Biden especially said that uh, so Joe Biden the president of the US United States had said that um, that especially NATO hasn't been as united as as as, at this moment yeah so that in a way is a community isn't it yeah but is that a way of saying we are together and 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 trying to draw the community to community to together and keeping it together uh, or, or is it actual fact you know, because you can say things like that as fact to make it feel feel better.
1: Yeah.
0: I think communities are often. Uh, I mean, the community uh, communities that I'm involved in, there's so, they're so different, just such a different yeah. set of people.
1: You don't necessarily realise they are communities until you stand back and look. Not community.
0: really, no, not really. It wasn't say the local farmers' market. I feel is a community itself yeah. with with the customers and the people who help, help run it. That's the volunteer yeah. base, whether they are somebody who volunteers once a month up to somebody who is a um, a member of the committee. You know, yeah. they're all, we're all part of the same community in some respects.
1: So to cover the question again, <laughs> Eddie from Dover asked, how do we protect the planet? At the top of this podcast, William was talking about the lump of iron in planet earth that's causing a lot of magnetic tension. I'd like to spin it again and put it on a a planetary perspective If the similar attention was put on finding solutions to the ecological and climate issues we face, as are put in trying to get us into space and colonising Moon and Mars, then we would sort out the climate issues a hell of a lot quicker on Earth if we put the Mm. same attention on it. Do you think that's true? Potentially.
0: I mean, the, the thing that the space industry does bring us is... We can understand, we understand the world a lot more by observing it from space.
1: Yeah, it gives you that perspective.
0: Yeah, um, we're able to, I mean, there are lots of different satellites. There are lots of, lots of different satellites that have been put into space uh, just purely to be monitoring the Earth and monitoring the climate. So I, And also being in space, especially the International Space Station, they do so many different um, experiments there, which you can't do on Earth yeah. at all. So I think the space industry has, has a part to play in, yeah. in in moving forward, definitely.
1: I mean, what, what I know is missing is, is, is a, is a, is missing a mechanism. There, there's lots of talk about um, how we need to go forward as a, as a race, as humanity. But I don't see uh, a, a true cohesive mechanism that we can all use in our own ways to confront these issues whether or not we have a interplanetary perspective or not i just think that Mm. there's no there's no methodology we're we're focused on the problem but are we missing eddie says how can we protect the planet is it should we be focusing on a a universal methodology Mm. it's a vast question
0: it's a vast planet yeah so yeah what what you talked about i talked about them the um magnetic poles pole reversing it was more it was more making a point of just how what the planet itself what geological processes the planet especially has gone through I was also thinking about you know the various large volcanic eruptions that happened and at one point this this whole planet was just one lump of ice basically Um, so the planet has gone through a lot of things and I think we just need to rephrase the whole question in in the sense of how do we protect ourselves and and
1: uh, what can we sort of what can we protect around us as well well, you say that. That reminds me of what protect around us. There was a question quite a while ago about the un- unseen life on the planet.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely.
1: And if if we saw the, the the stuff, the unknown stuff, more, we we you know, we'd realise how much we risked losing. Yes. And I think if we put a concerted effort into identifying and naming as much of the undiscovered stuff, it would be a huge step towards us caring a bit more, because I always say my job is about making nature part of daily life and I hope people want to protect it. By identifying and naming and turning it into a real living thing, there's more to lose, because people are connected Mm. to it more.
0: We we we, We see everything through the human eyes, don't we? Yeah. And from the human perspective... I think we need to understand. I think maybe to protect what we have is to actually even understand what it is in yeah. the first place.
1: Knowing what there is and where it is, yeah, really opens our minds and our eyes to the risks.
0: Yeah, yeah, and diversity itself is, is, a huge thing for us as a species. Having diversity around us, diversity in life is always a
1: good thing. I think. Yeah, and just but but in nature is such an important thing. Yeah. I mean, this transition process—it needs to be quick, but it, by 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 nature, it, it's a slow process, it's a slow burner. Mm. But it does secure our long-term future on this planet, as you say. It's not about the planet; it's about securing our future, and we need yeah. to, yeah, we need to act now and do something now alongside alongside this slow um, journey, because it's more urgent. Well, what? where actions could maybe come in well what could uh what could we and listeners do
0: mm. it's a big play it's a big question and yeah. like i said it's a big planet bigger than people think it is
1: <laughs> is it a case of just picking one small thing and making that first step so, yeah. so i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna make myself an expert in uh, woodlice or mm. or something and uh and that's a first step you know, just, to, I think, uh how do we protect the planet? By taking the first step, because everything starts with that. I know it, it's, it's not really doing anything, but just say, I want to do some, I want to be different now, and then do something tangib- tangible. Yeah, it
0: can be something as simple as...
1: Maybe think. write it all down, what those things could be, and do one.
0: Or... Yeah, just just yeah, and then yeah, that's a good idea because then you've got a whole list in front of you, and you yeah. just pick the first thing that that, that you think is relevant and resonates. And it's simpler, it's simplest yeah. as well. You know, the sim- well, some of the simplest things you can do in in it to to intrude decrease in, your impact on the world around yeah. you is, you know, eat less eat less meat. I'm not saying stop eating meat, just eat less meat. Yeah. Um, try and make com your any trips, especially short trips, in anything but a, a, a carbon producing yeah. vehicle yeah um exactly. whatever that is you it's know one less thing um i saw some saw somebody um post on facebook recently about cycling how much especially with the fuel prices going up there so it'll be it's almost pretty much free cycling is yeah. and it's also very good for your mental and physical health i can i can i can attest to that because i've I, I, i've cycled pretty much my whole entire life and i yeah. cycled here yeah. to do this recording um, and that hill always kills me, but it it it, it barracks me, lane barracks lane hill. Yeah, it's a, yeah. almost like it's like the north north space of the Eiger. Yeah,
1: but the uh, way to do that is to count up how many revolutions of that crank you go round and then divide it into 10. And it's like that's the first 10, that's the second 10. Instead of saying I've got to get to that top, so yeah. like, I'm doing the next 10. Doing the next 10.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm I very much sort of like just get I keep I keep yeah. plodding on, I keep going. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, that's the, and, and think and, and then if you think about an action to take that can actually improve your impact on nature and on the, on the environment, um, try and have, pick one that will actually also have a positive impact on your own life as well. So and or think of a positive impact. So one positive impact of um, so maybe um, eating less meat is lowers your cholesterol. Yep. Um, more vegetables in your diet means you've got more varied diet, more varied um, nutrients coming into your body, which make you feel better, which might make you sleep better at night, might reduce your stress levels. Yeah. Uh, cycling definitely reduce, reduces stress levels unless you're cycling down the carly road mm. here in oxford because yeah. that definitely increases my stress levels um cyclists
1: yeah. are traffic calming measures because some of those cycle lanes down there you follow them and then suddenly it disappears and you're in the middle of the road and you're you're actually a living traffic calming measure
0: you turn into a bollard don't you yeah you're literally you're literally a living traffic
1: cone yeah exactly. <laughs> but talking uh about do, do we have a, a, a do we have proper long-term view, or are we just seeing the clear, and present, danger now? Do we have a long-term?
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Th- I, it depends on the individual, doesn't yeah. it? It's not generalising. No, because everybody has their own opinions, and that may be one of the things that's the tricky thing. You know, everybody has their own opinion. Yeah. Everybody has their own com- their own um, confirmation bias as well.
1: I mean, there, there is a need to act now, and that will bring along good momentum in building um improve the overall health of the planet maybe that's maybe we don't need a long-term view we just need to focus on the hearing now and that first step
0: indeed indeed but
1: you know what's the question again just in case somebody's dropped into this and they're not sure what we're talking about yeah so
0: i'm going to read this question out. it's from eddie in dover in kent so i would like to know how you would answer this question and you can i'd why don't you email us at the people's countryside at gmail.com. Why don't you go to anchor.fm for slash yeah. uh, people's countryside and leave us a voicemail message specifically about this question. Yeah. How would you answer this question? How do we protect the planet?
1: A couple of days ago in the lead up to this, I was listening to um, a program on radio for again, I can't remember what it was, but I wrote this down and it was very interesting. If we want to protect the planet, maybe we need to be listening to different people And somebody said it was a science program and they were saying less than 1% of the developed world know who the top scientists are. But 50% of the same people know who the sportsmen are and sportswomen are. Mm. And so we're not necessarily taking notice of the scientists. We're talking about statues in the previous episode. You know, do we take any notice of them? Are we taking notice of the right people? Is that another action to save the planet, to actually start listening to the right people?
0: yeah science science i think because science is rarely uh, rock and roll is it yeah you know it's not celebrity yeah. um it's just it make we makes disc, we make the discoveries are made all the time yeah. um actually one of the um so myself and a guy called tommy we're doing a podcast separate podcast to this um that's one of the questions that's one of the topics we're going to be discussing is the the idea of you know how 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 um the denial of science basically yeah and how we can sort of get around that
1: i mean it it informs um maybe our collective decision making if we're listening to the and looking at the bigger picture you know maybe it's not the long-term view maybe it's the bigger picture and it we're talking about um community previously and maybe that's it as a community we need to be observing and absorbing the bigger picture maybe that maybe it's just many many things it's a complex issue and there may be many things but mm. i think i think what covid has shown without a shadow of a doubt that um if the world works together some interesting barriers are broken down and solutions come that's yeah one thing is undeniable yeah um and maybe that's something we could use to protect the planet uh eddie i don't know I think we're to, 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 to COVID showed to, you need to put national politics aside. Yeah, yeah. Um, will, will, will we ever get
0: to the point of being a, a united species?
1: Yeah. And, and I thought we often talk about global localism and that's sort of what was going on with the vaccine rollout. It was what do we all need as a, as a whole? But then locally, we, we, we had our own systems that worked for us.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I can think of I can think of a story of a difference between two different countries and they have two different very different systems and yeah. one was one works better than the other. Yeah. But, you know, maybe 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 we need to cast aside our nationalism. And this yeah. is this is a big subject and this is quite a challenging subject as well. Maybe we just need to cast aside our nationalism for once. Yeah. Um honor it, remember it because nationalism is actually an important part of who we are. Yeah. I'm definitely a very English person. Definitely. I can't, I can't deny that. Uh, You're
1: bigoted and racist. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. (laughs) But what I mean by that is that... I'm
0: generalising, stereotyping. Yeah. What what I mean is that's just, that's just part of my character. But, um, maybe we, maybe we do need to head towards more of a unified human culture. Yeah. Maybe. uh, That,
1: that, that would feel very strange and very, um, Very scary to some, I would say. I mean, what I do observe is all the cultures are transitioning. And whether we accept or not uh, that climate, the climate crisis is human driven or not, we are all transitioning and that's a collective common ground. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie, that's a vast question. I'm not sure we did it justice. Do you think we did, William? Oh, we always do our best. We always do our best. And uh, That's anyway, all we can do. Eddie, ask us another one. Maybe a little light, lighter hearted next time. I don't know. Anyway, Anyways, I've, I've been Stuart the Wild Man, Mabbott. He's been. I've been William Manklow. And
0: I, once again, have definitely... I'm definitely not the podcast. Moving on.